Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Gripe. That's Allison. And that's Kai. And we're here at ya. Coming at ya on a Thursday. Coming at ya. <laughs> Coming in hot. That's hot, what hot, they hot. say. That is what they do say. Ooh, we got hate mail last week. Oh, did we? Yeah, let's mm. talk about it. <laughs> you love we, hate mail. Guys, thank you so much for sending us hate mail. <laughs> and sending us shade. I think you should, got one and I got one, right? Yeah, should we talk about... <laughs> we can each talk about our own. Okay. So... Um, favorite listener, Jill from Charleston, South Carolina. She called me out and I was wondering who was going to see this <laughs> or listen to it rather. Um, she called me out on my hypocrisy mm-hmm. from last week. We did our, our <laughs> pets, more so dog episode last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of my gripes was, uh, designer dogs <laughs> and then later on in the show I talk about how I want my next dog to be a labradoodle which obviously like <laughs> is a designer dog is not found in nature <laughs> um and yeah Jill was quick on that email shade like how dare you and she because she has a couple poodles and uh-huh. so she's a poodle purist and I'm just like, in my mind, a Labradoodle... What is a Labradoodle? I don't, a know, Labrad- I don't know all the brands. It's a lab and like a poodle. A, a lab, like like a, like a chocolate lab. Exactly. Okay. Like America's dog. Yeah. Yeah. Mixed with a... Mixed with a poodle. And then what makes them... What makes a Labradoodle a Labradoodle? Like, are they small? Are they big? They're big. Oh, they're big. Okay. Yeah, it'd be bigger than Bella. I see. Like 60 or 70 pounds, probably. Got it. They don't shed... And see, like, the reason why I think they'd be a perfect dog is poodles are, like, really smart. Like, for real. Yes. And labs are, like, goofy, like, uh-huh. just, like, constant buddies, you <laughs> uh-huh. know? And so you have the smartness of a poodle and the buddiness of a lab, and they don't shed. I see. Like, and, they, and they're just so freaking cute. And I was able to convince Jill, like, dude, you know they're cute. Like, <laughs> give it up. Give it up. <laughs> she gave it up. She was easy. But she still thinks that you should maybe just stay away from designer dogs. Yeah, and I mean, who knows? Like, I'm not married to the idea. Like, at one point in my in life, I wanted a puggle. <laughs> and now we know how I feel about pugs. And those Why are, do they exist? And those are tiny, tiny ones, right? Yeah, puggles are pu- pugs and... Something else. Yeah, I don't know what else it is. <laughs> but for a minute there, everybody was having a puggle. Uh-huh. Right. Stupid. So stupid. So I could, like, I reserve the right to change my opinion. There you go. Or to keep it. <laughs> or to keep it. <laughs> it's my podcast. So. Um, so my hate mail. Um, <laughs> thank you. It was on Instagram. It was. And it was um, more so about hating listening to dogs being treated poorly. Yeah. Because this one I was talking about, the video I saw of the four dogs being abandoned by their shitty owner. Yeah. And um, and I get it, y'all. But I'm you know just what? really glad you did that at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because no. she said she stopped <laughs> listening when you started talking. Well, that was the end of the episode, so <laughs> it's all good. Um, but guys, there are some really that's shitty humans. Shitty humans. And it's a little bit of real life, right? It's not all unicorns and rainbows. But like, I feel that because, you know... Right now, you know, this listener said that she had to turn off the podcast. Like, I personally can't read stories about the children being separated from their parents at the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I just can't even imagine that. Mm -hmm. So I don't read the stories. Mm -hmm. I know, ignorance. (laughs) It's bliss. (laughs) You should see the face I'm like, (laughs) 
I understand. But guys. I should have done a trigger warning though, right? Well, you did, did a little I? bit. I you thought didn't I did. say triggered. I hate that word. Yes. But you did like give a warning. Yeah. I did. Triggered. Um, also, just wanted to do a quick shout out to uh, January. January. You <laughs> oh guys, God. did we like bring this about? I, f- I blame myself. <laughs> so, um, our friend in San Diego. Um, we talk about her at least every other week. <laughs> had an incident where she was attacked along with uh, her dog by two other dogs. Um, And it was scary and it was frightening and um, everyone's okay and healing and on the mend. Um, So our good juju is going out to them. And um, yeah. I mean, it's just another situation of like, keep your dogs on a freaking leash. Like why were these dogs out? Obviously we weren't there. We don't know the whole story. Right. A couple hit things here. I, I didn't know this, so I was reading January's post, and um, apparently if you're being bitten by a dog, or a dog like has Attacks. a clamp yeah. on you. Fingers put, in the ass, y'all. Finger in the anus. Yeah. You're supposed to put your finger in the anus. So her neighbors are coming out to help her, and I'm just imagining this scene of January saying, put your finger in the anus. I, <laughs> like, can you even? I talked to her, and I said that exact, like, okay... You're in the midst. It's not funny, of this but dog it's like fight, fighting for her life. It's just a scene. How do you utter the words <laughs> "finger in the anus"? <laughs> finger in the anus. So we had a, like a good, you know, laugh cry about it. Um, but she said she got it out. You know, she'd read that someplace randomly um, on one of the social media platforms, and um, it worked. I think momentarily, just to get the, the jaws off. And then, uh, well, yeah. yeah, if somebody stuck their finger <clears throat> in my anus, I would be shocked. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they're on the mend, and we're happy about that. And um, if you want to follow her, she's at January Wellness um, on Instagram. We're sponsored by January. <laughs> we're not, but uh, <laughs> she's a good she's a good follow. Um, so, yeah, that was all last week. It was all last week, you yeah. guys. I hope... Our dog issues. I hope we get enough, a lot of traction this week, like, like we did last week. <laughs> um, what else is happening well, in the world? Well, Kate Spade died. Let's talk uh, about that. Yeah. Tragedy. I feel... I'm just not comfortable. Okay. I'm going to move Adjust. this. Is that better? Yeah, it's fine for me. Um, so, on Tuesday, we wake up to the... I got the people alert on my phone Mm -hmm. about Kate Spade's tragic suicide. Yeah. Um, And so then my text started going like off the chain because all of my friends from college and people that I've been friends with for years and years, we were reminiscing about our first Kate Spade bag Mm. experience. She was like accessories queen. Yeah. That's better. Um, So... I remember buying my first Kate Spade handbag. Mm-hmm. I was a sophomore in college. And this was like my first big purchase experience. Mm-hmm. Like I had saved my money. Like my mom and I had gone to the mall in I think Atlanta. Like the mall of Georgia maybe. And I got it at a Nordstrom. Like, and I, the other people that I was talking to and reminiscing about these bags like we all had similar stories about like buying our first like Kate Spade thing because Mm -hmm. she made luxury feel accessible Mm -hmm. because it wasn't like a Prada or a you know Gucci Chanel Mm -hmm. like you could buy it if you saved your money like 
you could spend $200 or whatever on a purse. So, uh, RIP, you know? Yeah. Sad. Awful. I didn't know that David Spade was her brother-in-law. Her brother-in-law. No idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and it's, it's, it's sad and it's terrible. I know the couple facts that I wanted to bring up that she was, um, on meds, um, for depression, I think and it was. Depression anxiety. and anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't, that just seems like a bad combo, you know? I mean, cause they're, the, the side effects with these drugs are, I'm not sure that the public knows, you know, that there are side effects that can make you feel suicidal. Um, and I've got a friend named Kim Witzak that is, has been on this campaign of educating people on the side effects of, of drugs. So I think, of course, prescription drugs are necessary um, when uh, there are mental health issues, but also there's got to be a lot more research done on these things um, just to keep everyone safe and... So, and then I read today that uh, it was spurred by her husband filing for divorce. Mm -hmm. Um, That was a new thing. I don't know. I read his statement that um, they had been living separate for Mm. 10 months, um, but I I don't think that they were even, he said they weren't talking about divorce, but that they were living separate. Oh, got it. But she had a 13 year old daughter. And that's just the saddest part. to me is that she felt that much despair that she could not be with her daughter. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, anywho. Um, to add to a little more tragedy. Oh <laughs> God. Kidding. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> um, what do you think of the p- potential of a Thurzan spinoff? Oh wait, I don't even know about this. So people that want, um, Sarah Gilbert, mm-hmm. Darlene, mm-hmm. to sort of take over and create a spinoff with all the characters. Sans Roseanne. Right. I say do the damn thing. You do? I was never a Roseanne fan to begin with, so yeah. I have... You have no dog in the fight. Absolutely not. I never watched it. She always annoyed me. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously. I don't, I don't even think I watch, like, ah, Roseanne show. Mm. So I don't have an attachment to it. it. But you're obviously not a fan. Not anymore. Uh-uh. But, well, yeah, nobody's a fan anymore. But if Sarah Gilbert did something on her own, no. you're not a fan. Uh-uh. Okay. No. Why? Um, I think I'm soured by the whole thing, period. And um, so there's that. But so also, you're soured like they're guilty by association. Not even them, but I just don't think that she could carry a show by herself. Totes. Yeah, you know I can I mean? see that. Because um, the central figure was Roseanne. She was like the glue, right? Um, and so I kind of don't care anymore. That's what Stuart says about me in the office. <laughs> <laughs> just going to turn it back to me for a sec. Yeah. You are the glue. You are the wind beneath their wings. <laughs> um, also, I feel like if they're going to do a spinoff, it's got to be completely different characters because otherwise Roseanne would still be an EP, an executive producer on it, and she'd get paid. You know what I mean? So it's got to completely change, you know, up completely. I feel like they should try it, but I don't think it'll work. Yeah, I just think it should die at this point. <laughs> yeah. Just go away. 
Um, and other 45 news. Oh. I just I just lump anything terrible. <laughs> Even though, like, Roseanne is not 45 news. And other, well, she kind of is. And but. other 45 news. <laughs> this is kind of old news by now. We might have to start doing these twice a week. A lot of people get their news from us, Kai. I know. I've heard this from a couple people. Um, I This is my favorite thing, that 45 is so crazy. That only 10 people from the Eagles were, like, coming to his party. So we just canceled yeah, it. It's my party, but I'm going to cancel it. <laughs> can't, like you, a you can't seven-year-old. <laughs> so I looked up how many people are on an NFL team, and it's 53 players. Oh. So 43 said they were not No, coming. thanks. Who are the 10 that wanted to go? I mean, let them go. You know, I think it's funny that he's such a crybaby. I mean, come on. <laughs> So to me, that's funny, and I yeah. love the mayor of Philadelphia. Is like the president is a egomaniac that just doesn't want to have nobody show up to his right. party, so he cancels mm-hmm. it. He's special. And then my last thing in forty five news is you heard about uh, Paul Manafort and how uh, Mueller, Mueller, whatever it is, how do you, is that Mueller? I don't know. I think it's Mueller. Mueller. Let's call Mueller. Let's go with Mueller. Mueller. Um, is thinking that he's witness tampering. He's trying to get other people to perjure themselves in his case. Oh, jeez. And so, yeah. So he's like... <laughs> he's so, making that up, obviously. Right. Um, Manafort, you know, is on a $10 million bail uh-huh. bond. And he was using WhatsApp to talk to people. Oh, Okay. Like when you use WhatsApp, it's a, that's like if if I wanted to figure out what you're talking about, it's not that hard, right? Right. If I'm the FBI or the government, right. whatever. He's like trying to get in touch with people via in Europe via WhatsApp, <laughs> and I'm just like, um, yeah. So I'm just like, you and I have talked via like WhatsApp. So this is the thing, you guys. Like I am, I am fairly confident that if anybody wants. Any of my information, if they want my identity, they can get it's it. It's out there. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I'm not going to, like, give you my social security right. number on uh-huh. the gripe, but, like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you can find Allison <laughs> any kind of way. So if you're on a $10 million bond, like, for, what is it, treason against the United States? <laughs> like, don't be using WhatsApp <laughs> to, like, talk to people. Or do so. So that you're easily trackable. Merciful father. <laughs> um, have you seen any of the previews for A Star is Born? Mm-mm. So I'm watching this thing, right? And it's Bradley Cooper talking kind of like he's drunk all the time. And he's like, it's like a country western singer. He's got his cowboy head. He's very masculine, you know, trying to do his sexy Bradley Cooper thing, which I'm kind of into. Okay, sure. And then as... The movie or the trailer goes on. Um, you see a one Mr. Dave Chappelle. Okay, love. Just being a buddy. Damn. I'm write this down. Um, and then, you know, he's like some famous singer doing concerts, and then he hears uh, this woman singing, and he's into it. Mm-hmm. So he's trying to, you know, get her to sing with him and maybe write music with him. And uh, I'm like, yeah, this person has a nice voice. Like, again, I can't tell who it is. Like who's this unknown person, right? And uh, there's a there's like a little scene where uh, she doesn't want to be a perform because she knows she sings well, but um, people have told me that I'm ugly and they like my music but not my face, something like that, right? And it turns out it's Lady Gaga, 
Mm. Yeah, so that's the movie that's coming out. Stars Born. I was intrigued by this thing. Interesting. And she didn't. She wasn't ugly. She just had brown hair, you know. And I think she was playing up uh, being physically unattractive, which I don't think she is. I think she's lovely. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, I haven't heard of this yet. Yeah, it's pretty. It was pretty hot. I was like into it. And it's Bradley Cooper directing. Oh, cool. Yeah. So he's directing it and he put yeah. himself in it. Okay. I see what it's you a did there. a little extra. I see what you look. did there. Um, have you heard of this show that everybody's watching called Killing Eve? I have. Have you watched it? Everybody I, says it's really good. I have not, but I um, have access to it. I don't know. Is it on Netflix? I don't remember. I don't think so. Um, Let me see. I don't think it's on Netflix. Everybody's talking about it. Um, I should know if he knew what was going on. What is it on? It's... On BBC America. Oh. Hmm. I think. That's what it's called. Yeah, BBC America. Oh, that's cute. What? <laughs> <laughs> Me? Yes. So, um, so let's get into it. The main... <laughs> it's not... Today we're doing a special book club edition. Yeah. Also, when we did our first book club, I didn't think that anybody was going to listen to the Goldfinch one. Right. But that's been like one of our most popular episodes. I know. Have you noticed that? It's, I like that. A lot of people heart it. We have a very, you know, l- l- literary audience. <laughs> Is that a word? Literary? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. a word. Um, so you, this week we read... Um, we read Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows. Yes. And for this entire month, I've been telling people, it's Erotic Stories for Punjabi Housewives. <laughs> and I think that's your fault, because you keep talking about those housewives, <laughs> and I keep getting it mixed up. They're not housewives, they're widows. I keep calling it Erotic Tales. Erotic Tales. Punjabi. Yeah, so we, like, maybe... It's a mouthful. The title is a mouthful. It's too much. <laughs> keep it to two words. But it is, like, an intriguing title, right? Yeah. So. Um, and we got our idea because of Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, Reese Witherspoon and has Hello a Sunshine, book club. Her... What is Hello Sunshine? It's just her book club. It's her book club. Yeah. Okay, got it. So we got data from... Yeah, from it that. might be something else. I don't know. I yeah. just follow it on Instagram. Okay. Yeah, but we give you all the facts <laughs> here at The Gripe. Everything you need to know. Um, it was a pretty easy read. Yes. Yeah. Especially compared to The Goldfinch. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost 800 pages long. This yeah, one was this one like... clocked in like 3, 328 or yeah. something, 330. And it seemed, it, it went really fast compared to the other one. <laughs> all right, so, so let's let's dive in. So yes. we... The intro of the book, we have Nikki and Mindy. Yes, they're sisters. sisters. And they were born in London? Or did they move here from India? That's a good question. I don't know. But they... um, They live in London. They live in London. They're uh, originally from the Punjab area. um, And they were raised in a Sikh household, Mm -hmm. right? And so... Their parents are very traditional. Yes. Mindy is... Definitely more of the traditional sister. Mm-hmm. And Nikki, who is our star of... She's our rebel. Yes. Our rebel flower. She is more of the rebel and liberal sister. Yeah. Right? She's lost. She's dropped out of law school. She has. She blames herself for her dad's death. Right. He had a heart attack. He had a heart attack, and he hadn't forgiven her for dropping out of law school. Correct. Um, Parents can't do nothing right. Like, what am I going to do to Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So the story kind of opens with Mindy trying to get her sister to help her find a man, find a husband. an arranged marriage. So this part was interesting to me. So, okay, so, so she wants her sister to post an ad that she has written um, in South Hall. Wait, they live in South Hall? Or? No. Okay, they don't live in South Hall. South Hall is the sort of enclave um, where there's a huge South Asian population um, and a big Sikh community, and there's a... a temple a there. Gurdwara. They call it the Gurdwara. You are so... Trying to get on it, yo. Oh, whoa. <laughs> and so they have, like, a community posting board that Mindy has to convince her sister Nikki to go and post something for her, mm-hmm. an ad for a husband. So that was confusing to me because I thought that with an arranged marriage isn't it like my family gets to go with your family I've got someone you're, you've got someone and then we put them together that's a good thought I haven't thought you know about I mean? that yeah. isn't what she's doing just a blind date that leads to marriage well I guess <laughs> right <laughs> yeah so I was a little confused with that part of it sure and maybe my definition is wrong I'm not sure of what an arranged marriage is I would have thought it'd be the, the former the family yeah getting you know our team and your team get together, yeah. Rather than just, like, putting your name up. Yeah. I'm looking to get hitched. Uh-huh. Yeah. These are my qualities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so. So, Nikki's, like, a creative writer, and that's, and Mindy, I guess, they just make Mindy seem super dull. Like, she can't even write her own adver- advertisement <laughs> yeah. for herself, so Nikki helps her. Uh-huh. And I guess Mindy's a nurse. And so she has too busy of a schedule, so she asks Nikki, who's just this uh, bartender at a pub. She works above her pub. She has so much Which is very convenient. Time, yes. Yeah. <laughs> to go down to the, I don't, I can't Gordoire. say. Can, it's a temple. You can say, call it a temple. Yeah, yeah. To go down to the temple and post this. And Nikki yeah. begrudgingly does it. She does it. And, uh, and it's at that point where she sees there's a notice. There's a posting for a creative writing. Creative writing teacher. Yeah. Yeah. For the community. And she's like, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah. She's like, let me hit that up. I'm not doing nothing else. Yeah, just pouring be, pints. Right. I'm trying to find myself. <laughs> I can write. <laughs> <laughs> so she applies for this job. Yep. Um, and that's when we meet... Cole Winder. Cole Winder, Who is kind of a badass. She's kind of um, gnarly. To me, she seems stuffy. Yeah. I mean, I don't like her. Yeah. She seems you know, real rigid and mm-hmm. not very nice and, you know... Um, so we meet this character. She, it feels like she has like um like a combative mom issue with, with Nikki. Yeah, that's that's how it feels, you know, in terms of the relationship, like when she's interviewed and um, you know. Anyways, we get a little peek into Colwinder's life. She has a used to have a daughter named Maya. So right. something happened to Maya that we don't know about. That we don't know what happened yet. Correct. But we see. Colwinder is married. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of a listless relationship. Still, they're grieving over the loss of their daughter. They only have one child. Mm-hmm. And now... And it seems like she was kind of wayward, like Nikki. Uh-huh. So that's probably where like that complicated relationship comes from. Mm-hmm. But then that's all we know. Right. But then, we know that we'll come back to us later. Yes. But, and then we do see her like walking around her, her neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? And she's suspicious. She's super suspicious. Super suspicious. Doesn't There's talk like, to anybody. Doesn't talk to anyone. Avoids the police. There's like eyes on her, she feels like. Yeah. And then there's like a weird incident where she's crossing the street and she's not sure if she should cross or not. And then there's like a police officer there and she gets too close to him and she gets kind of all like tongue twisted and like runs off 
And then she gets a, a phone call. In the middle of the night. In the middle of the night. Says, I saw you talking to the police. <laughs> So we know, like, not only are we going to get some softcore porn out of this nope, story, yep, exactly. there's a mystery. There's a mystery, which I'm all about a thriller. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so so that's sort of the setup. Yeah? What right. happens next? Well, Nikki gets the job. Yes, yeah, she gets the job. Creative writer. And she shows up to the, the first night, and she's giving them a creative writing essay. Wait! Well, and she cares, she, she cares though, because she, like, arranges the, the desks in half circle to create, like, more of a opportunity, like, to speak to each other as a community, right? Mm-hmm. So remind me, was this only advertised to widows? That's what I didn't realize. I, th- I feel like it was. Like, it was, like, a specific group of women. Okay. And it was going to be, and that, but I, I don't know if it was just the widows, but those are the women that came. Just these these uh, Sikh widows that showed up, and there wasn't that many of them. But then they were, and they were, and they were, like and they were late. Six. Yeah, five or six. Yeah. They so up she's late. thinking like nobody's gonna come. Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a doomed <laughs> failure of a person at 23. Yes. And then these women show up. They do. And they she starts in. giving them their assignment. Mm-hmm. And then what does she realize, Kai? She realizes that, that they can't read or write. That this is an old bait and switch. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Cole Winder gave her the old bait and switch. Because yeah. this is not creative writing. No, it's This literacy. teaching these widows how to write. Yes. Period. They don't even know how to hold a pencil. That is true. Except Sheena. So Sheena's one of these widows. She's the youngest widow of them. She's like kind of sassy. She's like my age. She's like 37. Yeah. And she... She has pink fingernails. <laughs> she can read and write. Yeah. And, um... But... The rest of them cannot. Yeah. And that's an issue, right? So should we talk about the widows? Since we're meeting them? Uh, So we talked about Sheena already. And she, again, is sort of the modern woman. And we find out later that she's actually dating someone or seeing someone. From the bank, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. right. Um, And then Manjeet. And her daughter? No. That's someone else. Wow. Manjit is the one that has a mole on her face. Mm-hmm. And so that made her quite a, like kind of unattractive. So when she finally found a husband, like she was like happy and all that stuff. And he left her for a nurse. Oh, for the younger woman. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So she wasn't really a widow, but she took on that role because her husband left her. Right? And then uh, Tarampal. Tarampal. Is that how you say it? Okay. So she is... Of a, a mysterious one. She's given off like she's like giving everybody the stink eye. Yeah, she's negative juju. Yeah. Um, Nobody likes her. No one she likes doesn't her. like anybody else. Uh, was she like ten when she got married? When she got married between like ten and thirteen, yeah. super young. That ain't cute, y'all. That makes me sad. Yeah. Um, yeah, and she's sort of like part of the group, but she's definitely on the outskirts, on the outside of that. Um, and then we have. Arvinder and Pritam. Okay, yeah. Though that's the, the mother, mother and daughter. daughter. Um, which one is the daughter? Is it Arvinder? I think Arvinder is the older one. Okay. Pritam is the younger um, one. Yeah, they're, they're mother daughter, and they have a interesting relationship. Like, we find out that Arvinder did she cheat on her husband? Yeah. Yep. And so what's funny is like the 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 stories themselves that these women share. Are we? Am I getting ahead of it? A little bit. Okay, I'll, I'll back off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go into the list. That's it, I think. Oh, that was it. I think that's it. That were the only people that came. 
Manjeet, Sheena, Tom, Taron Paul, oh, yeah. Arvinder, Arvinder, and Preetam. That's five. Is that that's, it? That sounds about right. Okay. Forgive me if I'm missing any of the characters. No. So the first class goes horribly awry. Right. A, they're all late. Yeah. B, they don't know how to write. Uh-huh. That's an issue. <laughs> so Nikki's like, yo, okay, this is not what I thought was going to happen. And also, y'all have to be here on time. You do. So then she pushed it back right. half an hour. To 7.30. Yes. But then she gets there the next week. And they're super early. And they, <laughs> it's just like, guys, <laughs> what is happening? Right. Um. So then they, but they're getting into their routine. But before that, she has to meet, she meets with Colander and oh. they have a confrontation yeah. about like, hey, you tricked me. These women can't read her, right? And she's like, I didn't say that. Right. So, I don't know, which I'm not sure I'd give off that much attitude if I were Nikki. Because like, yeah, you realize that they can't read and write. So what are you going to do? Are you not going to teach them now? You know what I mean? I mean, but that's a completely different set of skills. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I will give you that. But at the same time, like, how about a little bit of compassion? You yeah. Know? Well, I mean, she has compassion. I mean, she goes to the, like, what I take as their version of the Goodwill and buys right. patterns and yes. school books right. and things to, mm-hmm. like, get them going. Right. So she's all uh, geared up. Mm-hmm. She's got her supplies. She's got her, her tools she's going to use. She goes back to the second... Um, sesh. And right? they're bored. Right. They, they hate it. They don't want to do it. I think Tarun Paul is the only She's one. She's the only one that wants that to That wants learn. to, yeah. Yeah. Learn the ABCs, right? <laughs> yeah. And then at this point, is this the point where they find that book in her she, bag? Yeah. That she was buying for Mindy, right? Yeah, she was buying this book for her sister as a joke mm-hmm. about sexiness. Right, erotica, and so Sheena is reading it to them, mm-hmm. and it's. I think that this is where they get the idea of like, let's just share sexy stories, y'all. Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. So otherwise, yeah. So there would bored. be no link to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how this whole idea is, is starts um, with telling each other erotic stories because they just want to be there with the community. More so than learning to learning. read and write. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did you think about, like, the believability of this? Of, uh, of all of a sudden these, like, widows coming together, uh-huh. one of them a mother-daughter pair, mm-hmm. and sharing <laughs> these erotic tales and having Sheena write them all down. Like, would it happen in real life, are you asking? That's why. <laughs> like, not only, I mean... What it happened in real life, you know, whatever. But how fast it was like one night we're learning our ABCs. The next night we're like talking about our deepest fantasies. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know, but like I think if you feel like there's an outlet and it's safe to do so, maybe you might just jump into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um did I have to suspend belief? Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, and then it's all like, like the whole thing was just super far-fetched for me. I'm like, okay, so we have these women and they're writing stories for each other. And Nikki's all like, we could get in trouble. Nobody tell anybody. And it's like, <laughs> okay, well, how long is this going to last? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? Right. So, um, Tom Paul leaves. She's disgusted. She's over it. She's like, peace. Yeah, because she wants to learn the, the reading and the writing 
And they're all t- telling sexy stories, and she <laughs> bounces. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, as soon as you have a defect... It's like, uh-oh. Yeah, what's going to happen? You've got to reel that in. <laughs> um, but, you know, Nikki finally gives, gives way, and she's like, all right, you guys can do this, mm-hmm. and we'll share, we'll make a collection of essays, um, and the class... Continues on. Goes along. Yeah. And they actually get a nice little break, because... Colwinder leaves and yes. goes to India. Correct. For like a month, maybe? Right, but that she is suspicious of what's going on because she hears all this laughter. Why are they like, laughing? Why are they laughing? Why are they having a good time? Yeah. So she tells Nikki she's going to be back on a certain date, but she's actually come back earlier so she can check in with that little sneak, mm-hmm. pop in to see what's going on in that classroom. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so at this point, I'm like... So, so they're all saying that um, these are like their desires and these are the things that they miss from their husbands. Correct. Which is why they want to express it. Or that they never had. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And so I was like, oh my God, this sounds so like, you know, fatalistic. Like they're never going to have this ever again. But then I did my own research about like, why is this? Like, are Sikh widows not allowed to remarry? And that's not the fact. Like they can remarry. So I just don't know why it was poised this way that um, it was so absolute and I can't, like, no one can talk to us because we're widows. Hmm. Didn't you get that? Yeah. I got that vibe and also that, like, a lot of them made themselves appear older Older, than they they were. And they hunched themselves over and, yeah. I wonder why. See, it's funny because my mom said that same thing about my grandma. Because when, like, my grandpa died... um, way back when, I don't remember, um, before I was born, obviously. And my mom said that my grandma was hanging out with much older ladies, and she acted like an old lady after that, which I thought was really funny. I'm not sure what the deal was. You know, it's not like, because they wanted those things, you know. They, mm-hmm. they had desires, but were they not letting themselves have them, or was that something being imposed by them, on onto them? I mean, it could too... Could be also that um, I got a vibe from the book that it was like gossip mill, rumor mill, mm, yeah. And so maybe it was just the self-imposed because they didn't want to be, upon. yeah. Mm. Like you can do it, but I see it's not kosher. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. Hmm. Um, what happens next? Okay, so Nikki meets a man. Oh, yeah. Jason. Jason. Yeah. Because they're smoking. They're smoking together. <laughs> they're smoking they're at the bad. temple. Yeah. Smoking at the temple. <clears throat> and we know right away that, like, this is going to lead to right. some romance. They fall hard. Right. And she makes them pl- work a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. She, um, I mean, he actually finds her. She says, I'm working at an Irish bar or something like that, right? Yeah, so he has to go to four. Four different ones. Yeah. But he finds her. Hangs out with her. Oh, Mindy has also met somebody. So Mindy, remember we talked about her at the very beginning of the, the story. The sister, sister. Yep. So she has. Who did she meet at this point? One of the guys from the temple. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So what happens next? Maya. Should we talk about Maya? Yeah. So we find out that that that. that between Colwinder and Tarampal, right? Yes. So Tarampal, it's not her son, 
but it's someone that's like a son-like person to her. Mm-hmm. He's a dude. Um, he married Maya. And Tara and Paul lives across the street from Colander. Yes. So we realize that Maya died. Correct. And in a horrific way. It's, is burned. That yeah. Yeah. She was like burned alive. Right. And the official ruling was that she committed suicide. Right. It's because she was ashamed of. of because she wanted divorce. to leave her husband. Yeah. Yeah. So she got married via an arranged marriage um, that Colander and Tarn Paul set up. Set up. And apparently it was terrible. They weren't married very long. Maya wanted to leave and then committed suicide, quote unquote. Right. Um, the police have like opened and shut the case, but Maya's parents, aka Colander, um, they think that there's more there's to more it. To the story. However, when they ask questions, these sketchy people will show up and tell Colander to like Shut cut it up. out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. We see you. Yeah. Also, there's a group. The brothers. The brothers. Yeah. So this is a group that is Unemployed. <laughs> losers. <laughs> They're total doofuses. They're total like make America great again, yeah. guys. Make sure you wear your scarf on your head, woman. Yeah. No smoking. No smoking. They're like the enforcers in this community. Of moral purity, yeah. Yeah. So they're moral police. So Nikki and Sheena and the rest of these creative writing group gals are scared of the brothers finding out because they're a menace. Mm-hmm. Like they're threatening. Yeah. Um, so yeah. this is all happening. Um, and then so during all this time, uh, Nikki... And Jason are hitting it off. They have sexy times together. <laughs> falling in love. Falling in love. But Jason acts a little distant sometimes. Yeah, so he spends the night once, one night, and it's all great and awesome. And then they wake up in the morning and, you know, looking into each other's eyes, talking about breakfast. And then he starts getting phone calls that he's answering, but like in, in the hallway. Places. Yeah. That he has to leave. Then he has to leave, yep. And. And they kind of He'll like disappear ghost for, for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's gone. And we're like, what the heck What's is happening? On? Right. And then at one point, our girl is like, I'm over this, you know? And he's like, dude, I, I apologize. I know I've been really weird. I need to explain something to you. So they make arrangements for him to come and see her at the pub, and he doesn't show up. So that's like super fishy, right? Yeah. So we can just leave that there for a second. Meanwhile, the creative writing group. There's, it's going off. It's y'all. lit, fam. It's lit. There's rumors about this group, this these not this group, but more about the the writings. They're making the way. They're making their way around like, Southall. Off from like from Xerox copies and emails. <laughs> They're being emailed. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah forwards. And what's funny is like these stories, like they give you a little hint of each person that's telling the story, right? And some, and it's not that salacious. I mean, it's like. It's sexual, obviously, but it's not like weird, you know. I just and so I, for me, I feel like their desires are very normal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like S and Emmy. You know, there's a little bit of tying up and stuff, but um, I just feel like it's giving these women that are supposed to not have a voice. It gives them that outlet to like to share these desires, which aren't that radical, you know. They're just like us. <laughs> you know, just like us. there's one um, that has like a same sex 
ouvra, you know, um, which is maybe like the most like, oh my goodness. There were a couple where um, they're a little voyeuristic, like people would be having sex and, and someone's watching. Someone was watching. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then like kind of the, the one that made me sad was the with the mother-daughter combo uh-huh. where the mom like pretty much admits that she was having an affair and then like the daughter learns it through this creative writing class. And she got, she's so upset by it. But then the mom is like, I didn't have a relationship like you were able to have with your husband. Right. So it's like bringing that humanistic view uh-huh. to, to the mom. Yeah. Um, but more people are starting to come and more people are starting to come. They're coming to the, the classes. Yeah. Like every week there's like another, Oh, so there's that. So the first time there's like a group of, of widows that are hovering outside the door. Remember that? Mm-hmm. And um, Nikki's asking, the guys, what are they doing? Like, oh, they're they're afraid to come in. Just give them time, you know, but they'll they'll make their way in eventually. But then Nikki kind of... She, like, looks them in the eye. And then she opens the door, like, you guys, come on in. Like, and then they run they away. they leave, right? <laughs> so I guess, like, this, this is, like, the Nikki part that I thought was a little bit off. Because I get that she's a modern Punjab, Punjabi girl, right? Mm-hmm. Living in London. But she's lived in this community somewhat, you know? So she, even though she doesn't embrace the culture, she knows about it. And she knows, like, the behaviors, you know? And um, she has, like, a really harsh stance against arranged marriages, which I think is odd. Because it's not like, you know... It's out of nowhere. It's Exactly. Because I feel like she's kind of used to it, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. She's seen it. It's not something new to her. And then the way that she behaves towards the women that are, like, hovering outside her door. Like, wouldn't she know that the way that she behaved to them was offensive? Yeah. And they were going to run off. You know what I mean? So that part was a little bit of a disconnect. Like, this modern girl. Like, even though she's modern, she should know... Um, some of the customs and the mores of that community. Yeah. Because she's lived in it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so they run off, but, you know, a few weeks later, there's a huge group of, of widows that have heard this, this group, about this group, and the stories that are being told, and they want in. And so it's kind of a mob scene, right? Yes. Then Colwinder comes back. Yes. Enter Colwinder back from her trip to India. She's early and she finds out what's happening. Puts it. Cuts it. Cuts it off. Yeah. At the knees. Takes the manuscripts. Takes all the stories, which <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> takes all the stories. She takes the trash out, y'all. <laughs> Goes home, reads them. Mm-hmm. And then, like, attacks her husband and She's the feeling it, y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, this is, like, the funny part. <laughs> so, she reads these stories, and then, obviously, like, she's ready to go have some sexy time. Yeah, she stirred, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, she goes upstairs, and she and her husband have had friction. Yes. Ever since their daughter died. Mm-hmm. And um, it alludes they haven't had sex in a while, that right. there is no, like, warmth between them at all. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, bam, she's she on, reads a story she's on top boom. of them. Yep. And he's into it. And he's like, yes. And so then it's like their relationship is Reignited. rekindled. Yeah. Which... Which is great. Yeah, that's nice I'm to see. I'm into it. Yeah. And so you would think that she would, like, come back around, like, okay, 
But, you know, of course she doesn't. Uh-huh. She doesn't put two and two together. Right. So, meanwhile, the story takes a turn. Yes. Into evil. It does. Yeah. This is another turn from, it's this like, was, wait, what? This, this is the murder thriller part, right? Yes. That we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> this is another suspended belief type yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. So, um, okay, we mentioned that Maya, you know, died. Tragically. So then we have Nikki, and Nikki has been, um, she's interested in why, what happened to Maya, because everybody just kind of dances around the subject, and they won't talk about it. They won't tell her her. about the Maya thing. Yeah. Specifically her. Right. Yeah. And again, she's like on the outside of this community that she's, you know, part of, but she's really not part of, because she isn't the modern girl, and so they're trying to keep a, a tight lip on all the details. So she starts, like, digging around, Mm -hmm. asking questions, um, and actually talks to Colander about it? Or is she not? Well, the both. Okay. Yeah. Fill in the blanks for me. Yeah. (laughs) What's happening? Sheena eventually gives her the goods. Because she goes to see Sheena at the bank. And they sit in the car and talk about it. Yeah. They chit-chat. And I, because I think that Sheena assumes that she knows, that, that Nikki knows, and then she, like has to tell her the whole story because whatever. Yeah. Um, so then we find out that Tarn Paul is like not a good person. No. Tarn Paul is shaking down everybody mm-hmm. in the Southall community. Right. So she is blackmailing everybody. She knows other secrets because her late husband, was he like a, like a, like a, a spiritual person yes. that people would go to confess all these things. He would tell Tar and Paul and then they were they were getting extra money because people were A, using them to pray for them, quote unquote, or B, they're being blackmailed. Yeah. You could, it depends on how you look at it. Exactly. Right? So after Tar and Paul's husband died, she kept that racket going. Mm-hmm. She was collecting money. She was like renovating her house with all you know, all this these cash goods, and um, so that's when we find out what Taryn Paul's up to. She's not a good person at all. She's not a good person, and she was like having an affair with her son-like person. Yes, ew. <laughs> So I don't think she was... Was she that old, though? No. Tara and Paul? Mm-mm. Yeah. She seemed like your auntie. Yeah. But young enough to, like, still want to kick it. <laughs> right? So she had set up Maya with her... Let's just call him her son, even though he wasn't yes. her son. Right. Meanwhile, Tara and Paul and him are, like, actually an item. But also, they were talking about this thing that happens where when you're married the mother person will sleep between them. Yeah, is that real? What? I don't, I mean, I, I'm assuming it's real because that's like, you know. That kept coming up throughout the <laughs> yeah, book. right. So Tom Paul's like all in their business. <laughs> Maya was hating her life and right. she wanted a divorce. Mm-hmm. And we think that Maya found out about her having, uh, Tom and Paul and her husband having an affair with each other. Yeah. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden, Tarn Paul and her son, dude, axe off Maya. Correct. They burn her They're alive. They're going to burn her, yes. In the backyard. They were going to be exposed. Yes. And this would be too salacious. Correct. In their community. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're popular, y'all. 
We get phone <laughs> From New York. Hi, New York. Um, so Dickie's up in her flat. Her flat. Look her at flat. me. Yes. Losing, using the lingo. Oh, wait, wait. So before that... Um, Colander cancels the class. Mm-hmm. There's no, it's that they find a new space. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they go to Nikki's pub. Yeah. <laughs> which is like all of these widows going into London. Super conservative widows. Leaving Southall. Yes. Going into London, going to this pub. They've never been into a pub in their life. Yeah. They don't drink. Nope. Nikki's like making them chai out of Earl Grey, <laughs> putting some spices in there. Yeah, they have like a little private room back where they can like, hang out but it's still really awkward for all of them yeah yeah it's like pulling teeth to get them to actually go into that to the pub but it works they go yeah they're into it um was there anything else that happened with them at the pub um no they start telling stories um Sheena has wine <laughs> instead of tea and he gets it yeah then they go upstairs right is this when the the shakedown happens I think so so yeah, Nikki goes upstairs, and then all of a sudden, Tar and Paul she shows up and is like trying to talk to her about joining the oh, class. Oh yes, and we actually missed the thing. What do we miss? So um, at the office, at the administration, at the at the, the temple, the community center, whatever it's called. Yeah. There was the the break in. Oh yeah. Yeah. And they're looking for all the stories. Yeah, they're looking for all the stories and. They, they mess up Colander's office. They mess it up. They peed all of our stuff. Super <laughs> gross. But Colander noticed that they stole Nikki's file. Uh, yeah, her file. So they know where she lives. Correct. Yeah. So that's how Taryn Paul arrives at her door. Yep. They, but she lied and said she got the information from someone else. But shows up at Nikki's door. She's stalling. She's being all weird. Totally weird. She's asking for tea. Mm-hmm. Nikki's like, I don't have any tea. Right. And wait, so why did Tara Paul tell her that she showed up? Like, why was she there? Didn't she say that she, like, had a change of heart or something? Regarding what? The classes? Yeah. Oh, maybe. I don't exactly remember. Yeah, I remember either. Just that Nikki was like, what are you doing here? Totally. Yeah. So she puts the tea kettle on. When she turns around, Tara Paul is, has the door open, whispering to someone, (laughs) and then... It's like the worst heist ever. (laughs) The son character barges in and demands... That he wants um, his sheet, that paper, remember? Oh, because the she's, registration form. She's about to prove that he wrote the suicide Correct. note. That's what it is. Because he's like he's a left-hander and he's right. smudging. It was smudged. Yeah. Yes. Oh, uh, Nikki's such a detective. And they could match the handwriting from Tarum Paul's registration form and the suicide note. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nikki won't give it to him. She's lying. She's saying it's under the bed, or it's not here, but in, it is under the in bed reality, it. it is under the bed. Bag. Yeah. And he obviously has an anger management problem because he <laughs> killed his wife. Yes. And he's about to go kill Nikki. He sure is. He's about to burn the house down yep. and leave her in there. So the tea knocks off the kettle, starting a fire in the building. There, you know, Tom Paul and her son are about to leave and bounce. Right. But then at one point, she was trying to um, appeal to Tara and Paul, right? Mm-hmm. And we think it's going to get through, but it doesn't. Um, what was that part? I don't remember. Because she loves her 
her, she's her, infatuated with this dude. She needs the goods. Yeah. She needs to get it. She can't see through the love. Mm-hmm. Her rose-colored glasses, as right. they say. So she gets knocked out. Nikki gets knocked the fuck out by <laughs> the Sun character. She doesn't know what's going on. I love our deep discussion. But what? Oh yeah, but the ladies Colander. are still there, right? Oh yeah, Colwinder. She figures out that they have her address. Mm-hmm. So she's trying to rally the women to get to the pub where she lives. Mm-hmm. Some of them run up there. They pull her out of the fire. <laughs> <laughs> she's barely alive. Barely she has alive. to go to the hospital. Right. Mindy and her mom show up. Yeah. Colander shows Saves up. Saves her life. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, Colander really likes Nikki now. Correct. Total change of heart. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> Nikki and Jason hook back up. Because he Jay- explains what happened. Yeah. That he was in the middle of a divorce. Mm-hmm. To an arranged marriage woman. Correct. And it didn't work out. They wanted it to. It did not work out. Um, but like the percentage of arranged marriages is actually pretty high. Like that last? That last. Yeah. Yes. That work out. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's a good idea or not, but you know. Where's the romance, y'all? <laughs> so, and then it's like, you know, Nikki binds up the essays. She sends them to a publisher. And then the publisher wants to, like, make a book out of them. I mean, everything's wrapped up into a nice little neat yeah. bow. Well, but Colander's trying. Remember, she goes to the, the copy place. Oh, Colander did it. Yes. Yeah, you're right. And she's like, oh, I'll take how many copies of this? And, like, the bro... He that wouldn't was, do it. He's he trying to become it. a brother. He was the moral police guy. Yeah. Wouldn't do it. But they got it done anyways. Right? There's not. There's more than one FedEx in <laughs> London. Okay, homie? I'll go to UPS then. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, so... Yeah, so they figured out that that murder thing happened. Maya died at the hands of her husband and there's all these other women that have had mysterious unexplained deaths deaths. that's right yeah that they're kind of that's been peppered in Mm -hmm. yeah so so what are your thoughts um I get the Nikki character I get her in terms of like I think she really wanted to belong someplace but she just didn't she was trying to find a community but you know, it just took more than I was born this color. I was born in this religion to have a connection with those people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She wanted it, but she was also like on the outside because of her of her views and how she was she lived her life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she um, was trying to find her voice as someone that lived in London, someone you know, a person of color, um, a feminist person. But it was just hard to find that community which I totally relate to, you know? Um, but again, I, just, I was confused by just, it seemed like she was surprised by uh, these people, you know, like the arranged marriage thing that her sister wanted to be part of. Like that was just like a confusing thing for that caused her a lot of anger. And then again, the way that she behaved towards the, the traditional women was just odd to me, you know? Like, I'm glad I got a sneak peek into their lives, but there was a lot of it that didn't mesh up in terms of making sense, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I loved that, again, these women that were expected to be silent 
and not have an opinion and just kind of fade into the background. They actually had a voice. They had um, an outlet that was important for them to, you know, mm-hmm. to be in. So that was that was great. Um, there was a lot happening in the book. <laughs> you know, that murder mystery part was like, what? <laughs> I was just like... <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. I enjoyed reading the book, and it was a nice diversion from, like, the Goldfinch that yeah. felt, like, really heady and yeah. deep and long to read. Um, but I felt like there were way too many subplots. Yeah. And so the whole, like, the Maya thing I thought was, it was a good part of the story, and I liked, you know, I liked it. that part tied in, like, having the, you know, the women not have a voice and not being believed in the police and mm-hmm. all this stuff. But then that part with like Nikki in her flat with Tarn Paul and her son and like the smoke and the murder. I and like the the <laughs> language, like the way it was described, I was like, this is such a far cry from <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, this part is a little too far fetched, <laughs> I thought. Yeah. Um but does a book have to be I mean it's a novel like yeah. it doesn't have to be all believable well and I think that... it was like she was trying to cram a lot into 300 yeah, pages for sure. and it was you know a book that was trying to destroy stereotypes mm-hmm. I thought but the thing is I didn't have stereotypes so it was hard to you know like figure out is this such a stereotype that needs to be addressed in this book you know what I mean mm-hmm. it was just um because I learned a lot from from it in terms of, you know, the Sikh religion and, you know, and how it's different from Hinduism and, uh, but there's a, like a lot of question marks. Like, they they all wore white, right? Mm-hmm. But like when I was like reading up on on that, it's like that wasn't it's not a thing in the Sikh community, hmm. or that's it was it's not a notable thing because like no one I you know it, it didn't say widows have to wear white. It just has like a certain meaning to it, which you know is about purity and whatever. So, so I wasn't sure why that part was, you know, in there in terms of they all wore white and they're widows, and they wore white to be identified as the widows. Is it just that in that particular community, or is it like all over the place? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I don't know. Would you recommend the book? It's a fun read. I think that it gives you a good glimpse into a culture that you're not exposed to. Yeah. So I'm all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would give this a solid B plus. Mm. Yeah. I feel good about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, There's a lot of characters to begin with, so it took me a while oh to my gosh. figure yes. out who was who. Me too. And whose voice was whose voice, and yeah. Who's the mother-daughter, you know. I definitely mm. related more... I always do this, like, who would you, who do you relate more to, like, Nikki or Mindy? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, I'm definitely more of a Mindy. Mindy? Mm-hmm. Really? Why? I would, i just a role follower. Oh, I'd be doing what my parents wanted me to do. Uh-huh. Living with my mom, <laughs> doing that arranged marriage thing, yeah. being the people pleaser. I would never, like, work in a pub and smoke cigarettes and teach <laughs> erotic storytelling. Yeah, I'm definitely more of a Nikki girl. You're a Nikki? Yeah. For sure. Sand cigarettes. <laughs> um, what did else did I want to ask you? Um, oh, yeah, and I just thought it was a little bit too convenient at the end, you know, when she was, like, feeling super guilty about um, her dad dying, mm-hmm. Nikki was. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> and her mom's like, oh no, he wasn't, he was proud of you. And then he was like, when they were in India, he died in India when they were visiting family and he was telling people that he was proud that he had a daughter that could speak for herself, that would make her own rules. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah. that's just a little bit too convenient. Well, and also you know? like, that part annoyed me because for the past <laughs> like two years, Nikki's been trying to ask her mom right. about her dad and what what it was like right before he died and she wouldn't give it to her totally that's that is that's hurtful heartless (laughs) you're just gonna let your daughter like wonder if she killed her like contributed to killing her dad oh and not only did like he brag about his indian friends he also died while they were having sex oh yeah that's right that was the other thing (laughs) yeah oh yeah (laughs) Right. I was like that. That's a great laugh, daughter. Ha 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 ha. So, so all that happened, y'all. <laughs> yeah. So again, I mean, of course, yes. And that's, I guess, that's a problem with this. Is like, you have to suspend belief. But what parts should you believe? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I was, I, I want, I was um, compelled by the widows. And I wanted to know more of their story. And you yeah. got a little bit of that. But, like, how much of that is based in truth? Mm-hmm. You know? You know, the way that they have to behave or the way that they did behave. You know, so. So there you go, guys. Solid <laughs> B-plus from Kai. I'll give it a good B. Okay. It gets an 88. <laughs> That's a B-plus. 92 is B-plus. <laughs> no. 92 is an A minus. No, 93 is an A minus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Hit us up on all the things. The Gripe Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram. Yes, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts. Give us a review, five stars only. And we will catch you next week. <gasps> Bye. Bye.